Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. Round 19 teams are here. Thanks to our friends at DoorDash. My name is Chris Kennedy. Dom Brock is back. How are things, Dom? <laughs> Very good. Thank you, CK. Uh, good to be back and good to have the buy rounds behind us. Um, hopefully, most of the carnage that's hit us the last uh, couple of months has, uh, you know, we'll start quieting down now in the last uh, few weeks before the uh, fantasy finals. Yeah, second bye week was super tough and the round uh, backing up from that wasn't a whole lot better. Let's get stuck into some teams. It kicks off uh, with the Eels and the Raiders on Thursday evening on the Gold Coast. Uh, Eels team news this afternoon. Mitch Moses has a broken back. Uh, apparently not as bad as that sounds. I haven't specified what it is. I don't know if it's one of those transverse process fractures that's usually just a bit of a pain management issue or if it's some other minor fracture. But the club sounds pretty optimistic he'll be back soon. But certainly at this week, and you'd have to think in, in pretty big doubt for next week. Um, otherwise, in the team, Junior Paulo does return from his origin west. Will Penasini, who's a, a real young talent, debuts in the centres. Uh, Tom Opacek given a week off. Uh, Blake Ferguson gets a recall with Hayes Dunster out. Um, they're the main team changes. Yeah, big question marks about Moses. Um, that's kind of sprung on us uh, this afternoon, that news on Tuesday afternoon. We didn't uh, expect him to be out. Everyone thought he'd be back after being uh, rested, we all thought, last week. So, yeah, possible trade, I guess. Wait and see what the news is from Parramatta in the next few days on that front. Um, in terms of fantasy scoring, Reed Marnie back last week had a big game, 77 points. Um, a lot of good scores in that game, actually. Madison, 76. Clint Gutherson, 88. has been uh, pretty good um, all season, averaging in the 50s. So, uh, Papali is the only one who kind of had a off game by his standards, uh, a score in the low 40s, but uh, I assume he's going to get back to towards his best this week. Well, yeah, I captained him, so that's why he got a terrible score. So I won't do that again, so he's probably going to score 98 again. Um, Raiders team, another injury, young gun Xavier Savage. Um, I know a few people jumped on him last week. He would have felt like an absolute genius after he busted out 70-plus on the weekend, but news today, that shoulder injury picked up his worse than first thought, going to require a surgery, which will end his season. That's um, a huge blow for the Raiders and for anyone who uh, jumped on him a week ago. Um, Yeah, it takes a real cash cow out of the equation. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, he was really cheap last week. He's still very cheap this week. I was probably going to pick him up just as a cash out. Who's going to give you decent scores by the looks of things, but uh, out for the season. So I wanted to look for, I guess, in 2022 at this point, if he gets a uh, starting spot, um, obviously a sell for those who got him, I guess, although he's so cheap, it's a tough situation. Um, Elsewhere, CHN, uh, 106 points, just a monster game. Um, Last weekend, 13 tackle breaks, um, was busting tackles for fun. I don't know if he's going to get 100 every week, but um, is he is he a captaincy option this week? Without Cleary, there's a whole lot of guys you could go for. Yeah, His I ceiling's mean, I, obviously very high now. I sure wish I captained him last week. I would have got an extra 60-something mm. points over um, Isaiah Papaletti. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough with Cleary out. There's a lot of sort of handy options. Tamalolo's hit form. Payne Haas is looking pretty consistent. David Fafita sort of, we'll get to him in a bit, but had another off week a bit like Papaletti last week. But um, you'd think um, primed to, to bounce back this week against probably less um, good defensive sides. So, um, yeah, a few options, but uh, CHN could be a little bit of a smoky on that front. Yeah, and he's in a lot of teams, so you know, regardless if his form keeps up, he could be a big factor in uh, head-to-head matchups in the run home. Uh, Jordan Ruppiner goes to fullback um, in place of Savage. Harley Smith shields in on the wing. Jack Whiten is sitting out a week with that rib injury he picked up against Parramatta. Um, Elliot Whitehead still sideline. Matt Tomoko gets another game, but it's off the bench, so anyone who jumped on him as a cash cow, that's uh, probably not ideal news. 
second game of the round, the early Friday game, the Roosters hosting the Knights, that one uh, on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, Tedesco is back. Crichton is back starting. Um, Josh Morris dropped, we think, or I don't know, potentially rested, but um, Billy Smith retains his spot with Joey Mano going from fullback into the uh, the centres. So, um, yeah, probably an interesting one there, Billy Smith. He scores a try basically every game he plays and um, yeah, doesn't mind busting a tackle. It's still nice and cheap. Yeah, so I think only four games in his career so far and four tries, um, a few in 2019, a couple this year. Um, yeah, he's a lot of potential, Billy Smith, but the huge question whether he's going to keep that spot for the rest of the year with, you know, someone of the calibre of Josh Morris there. So, I don't know, he's he's cheap. Um, if you need someone in the centres uh, or at least a backup centre, he could be a go, a bit risky, but we've seen some risky guys pay off this season as well. So, I don't know. Yeah, no no injury for Morris, but could he be getting rested? It's an odd one for a non-origin player. He's pretty old. Yeah, he is pretty old. He's played every game this year, I think, barring one he might have missed um, with a, a minor injury. So, I mean, if he was going to get rested, then maybe, you know, the first week with all the origin guys back, um, or I should say all, probably both the origin guys back, would be potentially the, the week to do it. But, I mean, maybe Billy Smith's just gone past him in the, the pecking order. He looks pretty sharp, the uh, the young three-quarter, back from his, uh, his ACL uh, layoff. So, um, yeah, certainly, uh, I don't know, one to uh, consider. I guess a, a cash-out option with a bit of upside if he does stick around. Yeah, not so much a cash cow or a money maker, but a cash out who's still going to score and is still nice and cheap would, would be the um, the theory there. Uh, Knights team, Callum Ponga and David Clemmer both named despite failing HIAs last week. That Ponga uh, eight points was certainly costly for many, including myself in uh, some head-to-heads. Uh, Connor Watson moves into the starting 13 jersey. He's actually been okay. Connor Watson, he um, talked about selling him um, a few weeks ago when he was losing minutes and Barnett was sort of starting at lock, but he busted out 80-odd 80, 80 with two tries a couple of weeks ago and then played what he did play in the unfamiliar fullback position last week and got to almost 50. So um, pretty handy stuff from Connor, really. Yeah, I think a lot did sell him, but uh, yeah, his scores have been pretty good. Uh, he should do well at lock. Um, he's basically in there because um, Lachlan Fitzgibbons played himself out of the team. I think he's in the uh, reserves this week. So um, yeah, Barnett back to the edge and Watson to 13. So good signs for him. Um, Jaden Braley is the other one that a lot of people have sold or thought about selling. Um, also available at hooker like uh, Watson is. He just keeps getting these scores in the mid 40. So he's gone from like a 70 point player in the first six weeks and then a few 60s and now just 45 every week. So I don't know, maybe one to upgrade. Again, they still haven't been full strength very much at all this season. So that would help him, you would think, in terms of maybe getting some more attacking stats. But um, until that happens, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he just keeps getting 44, 45 every round. Yeah. And uh, speaking of injuries, Mitch Pierce still out with that hamstring strain and Phoenix Crossland in the starting side. Uh, Cowboys and the Storm, the later Friday game up there in Townsville. Uh, Cowboys team, shocking news for uh, poor David Bowen, gone for the, the year and extended period after rupturing his uh, ACL and MCL uh, last week. Murray Talangi goes into the uh, centres. Kane Bradley uh, comes in for his debut on the wing, probably a little bit late in the season for um, debutant uh, wingers. Um, Helam Lukey also returns after serving out his ban. Um, Jason Tamalolo probably the only real talking point here. Yeah, I mean, Reese Robson had a massive score as well on the weekend, a try and 60 tackles. Uh, his average is quite good, I think, this season, although he doesn't play 80 most weeks. Um, and they've got a bench hooker again. So uh, a bit risky, maybe. Um, Tomalolo, yeah, 
the one we've been waiting for all this all season, really, for him to get going. And it looks like he has 60, 68, 66 in the last few weeks. No massive scores there, but good, consistent numbers. So I guess he's a keeper from here on out. He's still pretty cheap, not as cheap as he was, but um, with people moving on, Tohu Harris, you know, Tomalolo Looms is a pretty decent replacement with a lot of pedigree. Pretty logical, yeah. And like you say, he's, um, he's, it's a while now since he's had one of those poor scores. So uh, he looks to be uh, pretty much back. Uh, Storm side is interesting. Um, Adokar and Welch both return after being rested, but the real news is probably Ryan Pappenhausen there lurking in Jersey 17 on the bench. So, I mean, I assume just given what's happened with his head knocks that he is actually only going to play a short stint off the bench just to get him back into it. I can't see him, you know, starting and playing 80 minutes or 70 minutes and Nico Hines getting benched this week. If you're a Heinz owner, which I unfortunately am not because he sure hurt me last week, um, it's probably not an urgent sell yet, but it could be uh, as early as next week, whereas uh, Pappenhausen, gigantic break even and probably small minutes this week. So if you do want him for the run home, he's going to get a lot cheaper than he is at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of surprising, but maybe the best of both worlds. You get to see Pappenhausen come back. He gets cheaper. Um, not great for those who have held him because he's unlikely to get a good score if he does come off the bench. But, um, yeah, I would expect Hines plays the full 80 and Pappenhausen does come on in a bench role. And, you know, either Hines goes to a roaming role at lock, say, and Pappenhausen goes to fullback or vice versa. Um, I kind of was expecting uh, Hines to maybe play 5-8 when Munster did get a rest. They mentioned... In the last few weeks, the monster was going to get rested and it's happening this week. So I'm a bit surprised they're not playing at, at one at five, eight point at fullback this week uh, out of Heinz and Pappenhausen. But yeah, I think if you've got Heinz, hold him. If you've got Pappenhausen, picking up in a week or two, unless something changes to this team list, you know, before kickoff. Mind you, I can't remember the last time a Storm team ran out one through 17 as to what Craig Bellamy named on the Tuesday. He absolutely loves a bit of uh, switcheroo. So yeah, I mean, exactly. we could see Heinz start at six we could see you know cooper johns not even play this game maybe cooper john starts off the bench or maybe pappenhausen comes on after 20 goes to fullback Hines goes to six and cooper i don't know yeah. maybe cooper goes to hooker and brando goes to lock it's, it's all got who knows exactly. shenanigans written all over it but um yeah i guess the, the headline talking points are don't worry about selling Hines yet and certainly don't buy pappenhausen back just yet um, the next game, the Saturday games kick off uh, 3 p.m. on the Sunshine Coast with Souths and the Warriors. Um, Souths, good enough to get the win last week without being overly convincing. They've lost Alex Johnston for a few weeks with a hamstring strain. All new wing pairing, actually, Mansour and Jackson Paulo on the flanks with uh, Tane Milne back to the bench. Um, uh, Jairo returns. He uh, <clears throat> obviously had that COVID breach in uh, Queensland camp, but he's back in the 17 after that one um fantasy wise a few disappointments really for these guys uh, last week yeah i mean one standout i guess is uh, cameron murray is in pretty good form at the moment got yeah, another true. score in the high 70s a few good scores recently he's been kind of popular all year but wasn't getting big scores to to match that early in the season but at the moment he's in good form so i think again he's another Tohu Harris replacement option this week. Um, Latrell Mitchell is quite cheap now. He started the season great and then, um, you know, 84 in round one and then uh, has dipped off a little bit recently. I'm just trying to chase up. Yeah, so 31 in his last game back in round 16 and then um, a few 40s and a 20 before that. Hasn't had a big score since round six. First six weeks, he was excellent. So, you know, a cut price option if you're looking for a new fullback 
He's in your team. Is I was he? about I to say, I can save you a clip because I'm... he's been in my team since before round one and I've held him this whole time. And I can absolutely promise yeah. you he has not hit 50 since he got suspended back in round six. He started like a house on fire and I was feeling very smug. Got banned, decided to hold him just because I had so many other problems that I needed to sell around that time. We all remember the start of the year and then has not hit 50 since he came back, unless you count Origin, which uh, doesn't help uh, anyone in fantasy. Yeah, big games in origin, but uh, not so much for the Rabbitohs. But I guess that means he's due maybe for the run home. Yeah, let's. Uh, I'll just tell myself that. Uh, Warriors team is um, a little bit all over the place. They um, just that horror week with uh, with injuries uh, last week. Uh, Roger Tuivasa Shek is uh, out. He uh, copped a, a nasty head knock uh, last week, so um, Nikarima back into the starting side. In terms of fantasy, there were huge scores for Matt Lodge and Adam Fanua Blake. Lodge in particular um, basically had to play the whole game, and Lodge also went nuts with some, uh, I think it was 10 busts and eight offloads or, or something like that. Um, Jazz Tavanga goes to nine because Wade Egan is also out for the season. Josh Curran now is at lock. So um, a couple of guys who've been fantasy relevant either this year or in uh, in previous years. So a few little talking points around the Warriors team this week. Yeah, so Tohil Harris, as we know, um, one of the hardest working players in the comp. So uh, a big blow for those of us who have had him, especially because he's had a couple of low scores and his price has plummeted uh, now that we need to sell. But it means that there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of hit-ups and tackles to to be taken by other forwards in this team now. So it's the question of whether Adam Fanor Blake's going to take all of that and become a huge scorer or whether it's a bit of him, bit of Curran, bit of Lodge, you know, shared around and... Uh, and no significant changes to their fantasy scores. So I don't know. I guess Fanua Blake's a, a dark horse, um, you know, gun for the run home. Perhaps um, hasn't really done that consistently in the past, but this could be his time to to lift. I think he's captaining the team this week as well with RTS out. So he could play big minutes and and get through a lot of work. Um, yeah, but a bit of risk, I think, at this stage, about all those guys. Maybe it's a wait and see for a week. Uh, Reese Walsh, again. Good score on the weekend, 60 points. He's the keeper for the rest of the season. Yeah, he's one of those guys who, you know, have a few dramas in games, patches where, you know, has an error or gets caught out in defence, but doesn't seem to worry him. And then he somehow, you know, has a long-range line break or busts some tackles or scores a try or does something and pretty much always finds a way to get up into the 50s. Um, Out of all those guys, I almost like Josh Curran, I think, the best. He's still Mm. cheap-ish compared to some of the other options, just over 500k, loves tackling. Um, which is going to be a lot of that to go around with uh, with Torhu out. Um, Jazz is a similar price, but I'm not sure about his scoring at hooker. He probably he's still going to yep. take a few scoots, but um, Otakolo on the bench. I can't see Jazz playing more than what we reckon 50, 55 minutes. Yeah, and it's pretty much just just tackles for him at hooker. No, mm. not a lot of run meters and busts. So yeah, I think he's no go there. A little bit like um, Peachy when he gets moved in there. Mm. Um, the next game, second Saturday game, the Seagulls and the Tigers. This one's at Suncorp. Um, Origin Troops back, Turbo and DCE both uh, come back. Um, along with Jake Travojevic, a little bit of the forgotten man of the Seagulls, but been out um, since Origin 1 with a hip injury. Uh, he comes back in. Uh, Josh Schuster was in terrific form in his comeback from a calf injury last week with, uh, what was it, mid to high 60s uh, from memory. And um, Ruben Garrick, I think, has been the best cash cow this year to this point and is now. One of wow. the most expensive players in fantasy. Seven hundred eighty thousand. Bloody teams. If you got him in like that. round five um, when he's put those early season words behind him and Turbo came back and he lit up, you, you've made over four hundred thousand dollars on him. Yeah, incredible. Um, 
There you go. That's caught me off guard that way. That's <laughs> the case. Anyway, in terms of players that uh, people do have in their teams, yeah, Schuster, great scorer in the halves. Uh, back to the forwards this week, but that's all right. Uh, he might lose some assists, but pick up some more tackles. Um, and then the other guns, yeah, Tommy Turbo and DCE. Um, Cherry Evans has been a bit, you know, up and down this year. You know, had that monster score a few weeks ago and then some quiet ones as well, but he should be good most games. And Trebojevic scoring 70 points a game or something crazy. So uh, he's pretty much must-have. Um, anyone else in that team? There's a few high-scoring forwards, I think, at the moment. Talk about Olakowatu. Yes, yes. He's getting a lot of tries at the moment. Yeah, Good score, uh, 71 last week. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those. I was quite keen on him for a a fair while. And then he was sort of in and out of the starting side. And was he going to keep getting picked? And then he'd sort of have a good score and then a bad score. And I never end up getting him. But he's been a bit of a slow burn. But a couple of huge scores has really kicked his score along. I'm a bit frustrated that I uh, missed out on him. But um, yeah, some big price rises for Hamali. Uh, Tigers team. Had a good time in the second half against Brisbane um, last week. Pretty much unchanged, I think. Adam Dewey, um, five yep. try assists is uh, pretty uh, pretty unusual, but um, fantastic from him. I dare say that showed up his spot in the halves for the rest of the season. Um, fantasy-wise, you got anyone else? It's pretty much him. So he got 79. Uh, Moses Zembai, who was the 5'8s until recently, uh, is now coming off the bench and did very little, got 14 points. Uh, he's one to sell, I guess, if you've still got him, yeah. although he's probably pretty cheap now. Um, Dane Laurie, who a lot of people had, uh, got 53. He's capable of a good score on his day, but a lot of quiet ones as well, which is why most of us sold him a little while ago. So, mm. yeah, I guess uh, apart from Dewey, I don't know if there's any obvious guns in that team these days. Not really. Laurie was basically an urgent sell. He uh, had a string of really low scores, saved it on the weekend in the second half with a try and a, a long range line break, but pretty much, you know, most of that 53 came in two plays. So yeah, still be a little bit worried about um, Laurie moving forward. The final Saturday game, the Panthers taking on the Broncos. Um, CK is getting frustrated again. Tyro May is still <laughs> the halfback. Jerome Lowe returns at 5-8 and Matt Burton is back in the centers. Ivan, what are you doing? It's so strange, isn't it? It's but Burton seems, you know, the perfect ready-made replacement uh, to Nathan Cleary, just with the kicking game, but, you know, as a player, he's great as well. He has been excellent in the centres, and I suppose going forward for Penrith, he is going to be in the centres for the finals. They want to give him as much, you know, experience there as possible, I guess, but he's going to go and be a, a dominant half, you would think, at the Dogs next year. He seems like a great option to replace Cleary at halfback this week, but... Uh, not to be. So not a lot of kick meters out in the centers for him, you would expect. Um, could still score well with tries because Penrith get a lot of tries and they're playing Brisbane. He could get a hat trick. So exactly, yeah. I wouldn't be too panicked uh, if you had him. Otherwise, yeah, clearly no sign of him yet. Do we expect, do we have any ideas? Still round 20, still question marks. Yeah, I they think can wait as long as they like. Ivan sort of said about a week ago that round 20 was the absolute best case, but didn't sound particularly optimistic that that was going to be the actual outcome. But um, yeah, we were, we were never expecting him this week, but I think next week would be the um, the absolute soonest. Anyone else really need to rush, him, through? rush him back. Yeah, uh, Brian Toto, again, 65. He had a bit of a dip after a really good start to the season and is now getting tries and a lot of tackle breaks again. So yep. he still uh, looks like pretty much a gun at the back. 
Broncos team um, looking pretty impressive in that uh, first half against the Tigers and then fell in a bit of a hole. They were coming off a win against the Sharks as well. Had a couple of big scores um, off the top of my head. Jordan Ricky really uh, went nuts. Um, and Payne Haas has been in uh, terrific form of late as well. Yeah, Haas got 69. Um, Jake Turpin got 64 as well. A lot of uh, tackles. A few busts. Yeah, Haas has been consistent recently. He's playing 65 minutes a game the last few weeks, you know, even coming off uh, Origin. So it uh, looks like he's going to play massive minutes for the run home as well, especially with Lodge gone and you know other players potentially moving on. So he's a very reliable uh, scorer, probably a good safe captain if you want at least 65 uh, points most weeks. Um, otherwise, you know, this team might get whipped this week, so probably can't recommend too many players, although they could get through a lot of defence. Mm. TC Rabadi was a few coaches snapped him up as a, a cheapie last week. He went off, I think, in the fourth minute with four points after copying a, a knock to the quad, which was uh, severely unlucky for anyone who jumped on him. He's now named on the bench, um, probably just because uh, Jordan Ricky had a, a good game last week. So very frustrating for anyone who jumped on uh, TC Rabadi. I guess the good news is that he's not uh, injured this week, but um, yeah, lost his starting spot, unfortunately. Um, worth mentioning Tyson Gamble, who's had a little bit of a, an up and down yeah. season, but um, had another good score and he's, he's made a fair bit in price rises and uh, Broncos announced uh, I don't know if it announces the word but they said during the week that Albert Kelly is now back fit and available but hasn't made um, not only the 17 but the 21 so it looks like Brody Croft is uh, back in front of Albert Kelly for the moment It's a rare case of Brisbane surprising us by keeping the same halves rather than changing the halves I suppose uh, yeah. Gamble, Gamble's been yeah really solid um, brings a lot of aggression got re-signed recently uh, and been getting kind of 50s pretty consistently now the last few weeks so yeah. i think you know aside from making money he's pretty much a, a keeper i guess for that bench um you know a bench role and a backup half for the rest of the season if he keeps getting these 50s you know he gets through a lot of defense which is handy for a half and a team that's not going to win that many games it seems so he can still score well regardless of the result Sunday footy kicks off uh, double header on the Gold Coast. Double header also means a slightly earlier kickoff of 1.50 p.m. So don't get caught out with that one. The Dragons playing the Titans. Uh, Dragons team, I mean, there's mass disruption because they're still filtering through all those uh, COVID barbecue injuries. Uh, Corey Norman is taking one this week. So Jaden Sullivan comes into the halves. Jack Bird, is uh, he still has a, a one game suspension to come, but he actually goes into the forward pack this week where he tends to score pretty similar to how he scores at centre um, anyway. Uh, Dufty for my Kate Ellis all back from there. Bands Jack DeBellin back to the bench is a little bit of a surprise. Mm. Josh Curran in the front row, Josh McGuire at lock. Um, there's stuff going everywhere, but uh, fantasy wise, what are your talking points? Yeah, I mean, for Jack Bird owners, it looked like this was the week he was going to get suspended when you ran through the team list and you saw he wasn't in the centers, but because uh, you moved to the move to the forwards instead. So probably, yeah, even safer uh, score this week at least. Um, ben Hunt uh, was in a great patch of form recently then had a yeah. pretty pretty dire score on the weekend what did he get 27. 27 yeah so again you know like a lot of halves i guess his scores seem very dependent on the uh on the result he can get massive scores in uh dragons wins and poor scores in losses this is a winnable game against the titans so i wouldn't be surprised if he gets a big one here um is he in your team you're looking at buying him recently Yep, yep. Yeah, I got him. He cost me big time uh, last week. And if you can tell the uh, 
frustration in the uh, the voice, but uh, yeah. <laughs> a few uh, frustrating moments in the uh, the previous round. But um, yeah, I'm hopeful that um, Ben Hunt against a you know it should be a, a more open game. You think against the Titans, all their games tend to be pretty high scoring. Um, ben Hunt, now that he's not backing up from Origin, um, hoping he does a bit more stuff. Yes, I think he will. Um... And it's a, a Titans team that's missing a few key players as well, as we'll touch on. So mm. very good chance for the Dragons to get a win here, I think. Well, they certainly are. Yeah, Philip Sammy rolled his uh, ankle. He's out for a few. Jamal Fogarty, uh, not going to miss too long. It sounds like he didn't break anything, but a, a compound dislocation, which uh, is an eye-watering sounding injury um, in his hand or his finger. So he's out at least this week. Uh, and Aaron Clark, the hooker, um, also out with a, an elbow injury. So... Um, Mitch Rain comes back in. I don't know how this really affects Tyrone Peachy. Uh, if at all, he's still in that uh, bench um, utility role where he tends to come on a hooker, which is slightly annoying. Um, Greg Marshew, who was a bit of a mid-season cash cow back from injury, um, timely this week uh, in place of uh, Philip Sami. Um, and then in the forward pack, a couple of guys who are in a lot of fantasy size, but David Feeder, I guess, is the main talking point. Yeah, so Feeder got subbed off Midway through the first half, is that right? Last yeah. week, um, came back, got a try, and still only got 45 points, which is not great. I mean, he's he did score 45 points coming off the bench, I think, after one of the Origin games. Just had so many busts that he still scored quite well. So he can score well in limited minutes, but um, didn't really do it. You know, without that try, it would have been a pretty dire score. So, yeah, hopefully he bounces back. I'm not really sure what's going there, considering, you know, he didn't actually play Origin 3, so he wasn't back. Backing up. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so hopefully he bounces back for most of us who have him. Um, elsewhere, Peachy wasn't as bad a score last week, 33, which is okay for a centre, I guess. Um, hopefully he gets closer to the 40s and 50s, but, you know, 30s is okay. And Brian Kelly, speaking of centres, a couple of good scores recently. Um, was talked up as a potential, um, you know, gun maybe in the centres this year if the Titans kicked on and, made the top eight, which uh, looks unlikely, but he is at least getting tries and busts and things in the last few weeks. So 58 last week. Needs to keep scoring tries to get good scores, but um, maybe a left field option. Yeah, for feet, it was a weird one. Um, Justin Holbrook said afterwards that it was always the plan to rest him during the game, which I was thinking, I almost captained him. I'm thinking he'll be annoyed at missing Origin. He'll be well-rested. He'll be tearing in. Yeah. And then uh, Holbrook said, oh, it's because he's down on match fitness because he's had a, a rest that we were always going to... Um, you know, give him a, a rest because he was down on match fitness, which I know seemed a bit strange. And, and the time that he went off seemed a bit strange, but he was on mm. he was on 17 with not long to go in the game and then sort of jagged a try, but it was one of those fall over the line tries. You're still only on, yeah. you know, not much. And then he had galloped away for a, what would have been a high scoring try right at the end. And it got disallowed, which was probably a 50, 50 call at best. So he was on 17 with not long to go and almost ended up with 60 odds. So um, that's it bit of an up and down week for, for Dave Fafita, but mm. I think, you know, with a, a run under his belt and back in the starting side in a, like I said, should be a more open game, hopefully a, a higher score for a uh, big Fafita. Yeah. Phew. I can certainly see everyone taking captaincy off him and then him posting 70 points or something. Or a hundred. Yeah. Which is well right. within his capabilities. Uh, final game of the round, the Bulldogs and the Sharks, uh, the second of the doubleheader games at Seabus Super Stadium. Um, Bulldogs beat the Sharks, I think, earlier in the year. Wasn't that their first uh, win of the year? And they haven't been too bad. That uh, sounds right. Weeks. So, um, yeah, I don't know. This might not be a, a gimme for uh, for Cronulla. Um, Dogs team, uh, Jeremy Marshall King back from suspension. Sione Katoa drops out. Ever see Manifanai that's starting side. A few positional changes elsewhere in the forward pack. Um 
yeah, fantasy talking points? Um, I guess Jake Avarillo uh, has kind of dropped off a lot in terms of scoring purely because of kick meters. Lachlan Lewis back uh, has a big boot and does most of the kicking when he plays. So Avarillo's, you know, 30 points in kick meters a game is now dropped to five or six. I think he had six points on the weekend. So uh, he's down to a low mid 30 scorer all of a sudden, um, which again is okay as a someone available in the centers in fantasy, but not, you know, not the superstar uh, fantasy player he was a month ago. So um, yeah, I guess as long as Lockie Lewis is, is there, then uh, Avrilo scoring won't be massive. Um, elsewhere, I mean, they didn't have any really good score- scorers last week. Luke Thompson's kind of dipped off as well after a pretty good start. So I don't know, just avoids in general, I suppose. Definite uh, avoids. And, you know, I agree on Avrilo. I think, you know, it's annoying that he's losing money, but if he's in your team and you, his absolute floor is still sort of low 30s and he's not yep. injured and he's guaranteed to get picked every week, then um, you'd be mad to sell him, I reckon. Uh, yep. The Sharks team, um, both their halves had an absolute shocker against uh, the Raiders last year, a couple of low 20 scores, lots of uh, missed tackles. Teams-wise, uh, Aiden Tolman out one week, uh, suspended a few tweaks in the forward pack as a uh, result of that. Um, Jesse Ramian's probably the... I mean, we keep saying, we've been saying a few weeks, Sean Johnson's the only um, guy you really want, but probably Jesse Ramian's the, the most desirable shark in, in fantasy at the moment. Yeah, so 52 on the weekend, averaging close to 50. He's not scoring that many tries and still getting good scores, which is encouraging, um, which means he should be able to repeat that most weeks. Lots of tackle breaks. Um, we all know he's a good ball runner. So, yeah, he's a good option at centre if you need a gun there. Um, Sean Johnson, do we expect him to bounce back from that? He had... Uh, I think nine missed tackles, so that's minus 18 in demerits and then a few other errors maybe. And yeah. um, Heard he scored a, a lot. He was scoring really well before that. Um, he signed with the Warriors for next year. Sometimes, you know, players can see a bit of a dip in form when, you know, they're heading somewhere else. Mm. I don't know if that's a factor or, or not. He's in my team. I'm going to, you know, keep playing him. I assume he's going to bounce back. But, yeah, some big question marks after that game. Yeah, he's lost goals, hasn't he? Braden Trindle was kicking mm. conversions. I don't know if he's just managing a bit of a hammy or a quad or a calf or something, or if they just think Braden Trindle's a better option. He was kicking reasonably well, Trindle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a bit of, yeah, as you say, a bit of an injury niggle, so, uh, which could also, you know, affect kick meters and, and the rest, sharing the playmaking duties a bit. So, I don't know, fingers crossed he, uh, he gets back to, to what he was doing beforehand. It is all uh, eight games, all 16 team lists. Uh, before we get stuck into some Twitter questions, our DoorDash dashes of the week. Uh, Shane Ritchie's not here because I've finally won one in commanding fashion. I, um, I, I opted for Adam Dewey, who uh, I wasn't really expecting to get 79, but I'll take it. And uh, poor Ritchie plumped for Jamal Fogarty. He obviously went off with that hand injury and only got the 24. Um, Dom, who are you going for this week? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm looking at cheapies. There aren't that many cheap players around with uh, Xavier Savage uh, missing this week. But um, uh, Kobe Hetherington at the Broncos, starting lock. He's just been made dual position. Uh, he was a hooker. Now he's available as a middle forward as well, playing around 50 minutes at lock. He didn't have a great score last week, uh, 30 points, but he's capable of you know going point a minute which is done a couple of times, uh, three times this season. So, yeah, a bit of a smoky if you need someone cheap, co- covers a couple of positions and uh, could get you a decent score for your bench. 
I will go for the aforementioned Billy Smith, who uh, does love scoring a try and busting a tackle. I think a good score for a centre isn't, you know, it's not usually 80, it's more like, you know, 50, but I, I can see him getting 50-plus uh, uh, against the Knights if he's able to get over for another try. So Billy Smith for me. Um, we will head to Twitter questions. There's plenty rolling in. Um, where are we up to? Pups was in nice and early. He's back. I uh, was hoping to bring in Xavier Savage, but now see he's gone for the season. Now thoughts on bringing in the resurgent Hamaso Tabuai Fido and Jesse Ramian for Tom Opacek and Tyrone Peachy. Hmm, interesting one. So... I, I don't know. I think selling Peachy for another centre might be sideways, even though he's had his troubles recently. Um, but then again, the, the guys you mentioned, you know, pretty good. The Hammer's been, uh, as you say, he's he is a bit resurgent. He played well in, in Origin 3 and got a good try then. He's playing uh, fullback for the next few rounds, at least. I think um, Valholm's due back around 23. So um, that's well into the fantasy finals. Um I don't hate it. I mean, it's, it's a bit risky, but um, I don't know. What do you think? The selling Peachy thing, does that... Yeah, I'm tempted to attention? sell Peachy. If I had more trades, I think I'd be selling Peachy this week, to be honest. he's uh, He's been frustrating me. Um, even, you know, 33 on the, the weekend in that bench utility role wasn't um, too exciting. I think Peachy for Amian's probably enough of an upgrade to be worth doing. Um Opacek's probably a sell. He's only going to miss this week, we think. Um, I mean, unless Will Penasini absolutely um, kills it. But um, his scores have dropped off anyway. Opacek's, I think you can probably afford to upgrade him. Hammer, I'm not so sold on. He obviously had a great score on the weekend, but um, how long he stays in that team. You know, Valholm, why don't he miss two more games? So he could, you know, go back to the centres in your fantasy, you know, semi-final, you know, must-win semi-final, and he gets, you know, 25 instead of 50-plus. Uh, could potentially be costly. Yeah, there's no guarantee um, that he outscores Abhijit and um, and Peachy in the last few rounds. So yeah, bit bit of a risky option that one. Yeah. Ramian very solid. Yeah, definitely like Ramian. Uh, Paul Burns asks: uh, Is the Hammer good centre coverage, and also is it time to buy Tamalolo? Um, pretty much covered off on Hammer. He should be good for a couple of weeks, but risky thereafter. Um, Tamalolo, I think we both agree, he looks pretty solid now. He looks pretty solid. Yeah, I wouldn't be stunned if he went back to lower scores after, you know, three or four good ones. But, um, yeah, I mean, in the past, he's averaged 60 and he's getting, you know, more than 60 points a game the last few weeks. So, yeah, he should be pretty solid. I mean, the fact that I bought him last week and I haven't destroyed him yet is probably a good sign mm, for his future excellent prospects. Sign. Um, John, Johnny Leary is back. Speaking of buying people and destroying them, um, pretty pleased can I get one more price rise out of Xavier Savage? Um, yeah, that is... Very unlucky, like I said, during the, the team's an absolute genius move uh, at full-time on the weekends. Turned out to be uh, very unlucky with that shoulder injury. Um, Follow-up question, are there any decent cash-outs, perhaps Junior Paunga from the uh, West Tigers, who's the rookie centre who scored on debut? Or did he score? He got yeah. taken off him. Uh, yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's got a try. Uh, 29 points, though, with that try. So, yeah, nothing huge to write home about. I think... In terms of cash outs, you want someone who's going to get a decent scoring. So Billy Smith maybe is a better option. Maybe Kobe Hetherington, who at least looks like getting decent minutes in the pack for the Broncos and can get through some defense. Or you can, you know, go a loophole option, get someone really cheap um, in a helpful position in terms of swapping players around. Uh, in a team that plays lots of Sunday games, um, you mentioned early, uh, earlier off the pod, um, you know, a Bulldogs, you know, outside back maybe. Could be an option uh, if you're happy to have a red dot for the rest of the season and make the most money out of the trade. Yeah, if you are looking for the uh, the loophole option, I think Bulldogs with their draw is the way to go. And there's um, 
Watson Helletar um, or Tyrone Harding look like probably not playing again this year or potentially James Romanos, the three min price uh, guys who you could chuck into your Jersey 21 and use for a, a bit of loophole action if you're not um, morally opposed to such shenanigans. Um, Tom Chodor writes in, uh, looking to sell Torhu Harris to Cam Murray, already have Fafita, Crichton Haas, Papali'i and Tamalolo. Are there any other mids or edges under 700k you'd recommend? Yeah, I think Murray might be the best one outside of those guys. Um, Tamalolo will be another option but um, for a lot of people this week, but Tom has him already. Um, I don't know. I, I think so Murray's available at both positions, isn't he? Center and as mid and edge, which is handy. Um, good mids are kind of harder to come by this year. So uh, yeah, I think he's a good option. Does anyone else? Yeah, no, should... I think that probably covers it off. Yeah. Got all the must-haves. Yep. Uh, Cryptic Six writes in, uh, also looking to trade Tor, who can go any position, looking at Cam Murray, Reed Marty, or Brandon Smith, or anyone else under 736K. Um, yeah, so I quite like Reed Marty. Um, mm. I got him last week. He was um, uh, a little cheaper, but uh, yeah, part, part of that is the kind of lack of star hookers we have this season. Um, there aren't that many guns at all around this year. So, and a lot of people are carrying Jaden Braley is their first choice hooker. So I think Marnie's an upgrade on him. Um, whereas if you have a lot of, you know, middle or edge forwards already, it might be good to strengthen a different position. Yeah. It really comes out of that. What's depth you have in your squad already. Um, Brandon Smith's going great. <laughs> he does kind of rely on tries as we've said all year, but he has kept scoring tries all year as well because the storm are putting 40 or 50 points on everybody. Mm. It seems so. Um, yeah, still seems a bit of a risk to me, but, you know, he could keep getting 60s. Yeah, I'm still a bit worried about his minutes. Like, how far off is Harry Grant when, you know, Pappenhausen yep. back this week? What are they going to be doing with their bench rotations? He's been relying on tries to get scores. He's, you know, one of the, the top averaging guys over the second half of the season, but, yeah, very try-reliant. Um, Shane Reimer writes in, uh, is there any point cashing out a mid-tier player to a low-value starter like Charlie Staines or Sifa Talakai who has the potential to get the odd good score or is it better to go just a non-player of absolute minimum value? Yeah, so it, it, again, it depends. It, you really want, in your final team, you want 17 good players, uh, certainly a good 18th man and then you know, this year with all the injuries, you know, one or maybe two other backups. So you can afford to have one, you know, non-playing dud in your squad, I think. Um, so whether that means you're carrying someone who's injured already or you get a um, base price non-player and used for loopholes, either of those is decent options. I think there's not much value in buying someone who's just going to get you 15 or 20 points a game. Mm. Um, you want someone who at least has the you know, upside of getting consistent 40s, say. So... Um, yeah, I wouldn't look at those guys personally. I'd look at more a Billy Smith who could be a, you know, potentially a keeper center for the run home. Yeah, if there's right. any chance of you needing the scores in your 17 on any given week, then you'd rather go a Billy Smith who might get, you know, 40s and 50s rather than a guy who's probably going to get, you know, 10 or 15 every second week. Um, and if you don't think you'll need him in the 17, then, yeah, just get as much cash as you can and go for the, the absolute min price guy. Um, last question just made it in Luke D um, feel like I'm stuck with Jaden Braley I have that same feeling uh, should I trade him or Hunt I also have Savage and Cleary 
He's talking about trading out Ben Hunt. I mean, he had a That's Ben Hunt. Had a, Should yeah, I trade ben him for Hunt? Maybe he's left an F off the four. Okay. I mean, Hunt did have a bad score last week, and people get trigger happy in that situation. But uh, he's one to hold. He's was scoring very well before that, so definitely hold him. Would um, you sell Braley for Bra- Hunt if that's what he means? I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I'm. I've been holding out hope that at some point the Knights get back to full strength and Braley scores improve. But you know, Pierce out again this week. I don't know if it's ever going to happen that the Knights are going to have everyone available again. Yeah, it could just be that. Bradley had a purple patch at the start of the year that he's never had before and might not again. And mid forties is what he's going to give you. So I don't know. I don't hate the idea of trading just one. Yeah. Either a Ben Hunt or another um, keeper hooker available, probably two um, keeper hookers in your squad at least. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's all the questions that's all we got time for. It's all uh, 16 teams. Our thanks once again to our sponsors, uh, DoorDash. Um, thanks, obviously, again to uh, Richie Kenzie for stepping in on the pod the past couple of weeks. Good to have you back, Dom. Thanks to everyone for listening. We're back uh, this time to look at round 20. Mm-hmm.